Hello, I'm Danielle Yet, and you're listening to Critical Faith. This podcast is coming to you from the Center for Philosophy, Religion, and Social Ethics at the Institute for Christian Studies. ICS is a graduate school of philosophy here in Toronto, and we're gathering friends and members of our ICS community here on this podcast to talk about all things faith, scholarship, and society, and the many ways those things interact. We hope Critical Faith gives you a bit of a glimpse into the everyday life of ICS. I'm Mark Standish, and in case you haven't noticed, the world looks a little bit different than usual. So Danielle and I have decided to share a little about how we've adapted to our new environments. So Danielle, why don't you tell us about where you are and how you've settled in? Well, I am at home, like every government seems to be telling us to do right Where's now. Where's your home? Uh, in Toronto still, but even though it sounds like we are in the same place, we are not. So I am not with you in the same room. I am in in my room, which I never thought mm-hmm. I would be podcasting in my bedroom. So this is a new uh, new life plateau for me. I read a um, New York Magazine article about Michael Barbaro, and he always keeps a mic on him and is known to go underneath his bed covers to record uh, those little bits at the end of the daily that uh, tell us what else you need to know in case something changes and he's not in the studio. So there you go. <laughs> well, my uh, my soundproofing tactics are not quite so cozy. Mm. I know I've actually tried it before and it works okay, but uh, you have to be like crunched over and uh, it's not comfortable. Yeah, it wouldn't really lead to like a natural vibe in speaking, just being like huddled under the covers like you're sneaking in reading in the middle of the night and are eight years old. Yep, I did that many <laughs> times. So, Danielle, so you're in Toronto. Yes. And yeah, tell tell us about what you've been doing to get by. Well, everything that I've been doing involves a lot of screens. So I've been calling a lot of people and FaceTiming a lot of people and having a lot of Zoom meetings and editing a lot of shared documents and on and on and on. Been on Instagram quite a bit, watching live new live videos of things. Um, so mm. there have been, it's just an all around adjustment. But yeah, I've been trying to stay home and I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to remember kind of what all has changed because it feels like it's been a week's worth of life in each new day for some reason. Mm. Um, yes. So I had been trying to like walk around a bit and stuff too to like keep a balanced life, but mostly it's just being inside now. <laughs> so tell us what you've been doing in terms of how you've been making out at work um at ICS and then a little bit about uh those particular screenly things that you've been enjoying over this weird time. Okay, well those are two different things. So work-wise, um yeah, ICS like everyone around us has uh to doing everything remotely right now for the time being and for the foreseeable future mm-hmm. anyway. Um, so I, 
in enough time, grabbed the podcasting equipment so we could just do do just such a thing as we're doing now, um, just in case we had had the time. A brilliant, a stroke you know, of genius. I do have foresight sometimes. Um, so I did that. Um, yeah, it was. It's really. I feel like last week was really the kind of uh, adjustment period, the like stark adjustment period. Um, so you're really just trying to get your bearings about you and like figure out what you even need in order to do your job remotely, um, which is a task in and of itself. And then this week is kind of a, like you have a better sense of, if not how things are going to look moving forward day to day, um, at least a better sense of kind of how best to go about getting things done uh, in these new conditions. So it's, yeah, kind of just learning how to like best keep in touch with colleagues and things. Um, I I said the other day, what did I say the other day on a, on a Zoom meeting that we were having for uh, uh, trying to plan our journal that we're in the middle of uh, editing when this all happened. Um, I said, you know, people would, People have said, uh, you know, oh, this is going to show how how many meetings could have just been an email. Um, and I was like, you know, I think by the end of this, we're all going to tend more toward uh, saying something like, oh, I wish this email would have been a meeting <laughs> just for the like semblance of human interaction. Um yeah, so it's just true, a lot of meetings and true, stuff. True, true. Trying to trying to plan when you're not actually able to plan, or planning and not planning simultaneously. So somehow, it's a very it's a very spiritual exercise. I feel like in some ways. So that maybe okay. That brings me back to the second thing that you brought up in their first question, which was like the other kind of the other uh, digital forms of interaction or whatever that we've been adjusting to. Um, one of the, this is a very broad thing. Mm -hmm. It's not a specific thing that I've been doing, but it's a very broad thing that I have noted to myself, which is, uh, I've just been really, uh, amused and I found it just kind of a little, you know, uplifting thing to notice, uh, is just how creative people are with trying to find ways to like, quote unquote, be together, uh, when they can't, you know, physically be in the same place mm. um so just the number of things that people have come up with with doing has been i don't know i've just i've just been really amused by it i don't know if you've also found it uh entertaining in any way but yeah for sure for sure it's been uh entertaining is maybe not the right word but intriguing yeah for sure yeah that's true what are some other things that you're doing to uh, adapt to your new environment for fun? For fun. Um, well, I have been trying, like I said, I'd had been trying to uh, go on walks where uh, they're not as populated areas in Toronto, which is maybe not surprisingly kind of a hard thing to find an unpopulated area mm. of Toronto. Um, but I had, uh, I have mentioned on the podcast before my discovery of the ravines near my house. Um, so I'd been walking around through there and socially distanced, uh, had brought a couple other ICS folks with me on various walks. So that's been nice. Um, my 
roommates and I have been noticing the uh, squirrel activity in our backyard, which I think because it's spring and also possibly just because we're home more, mm. we notice it now. Um, but they've been very active and have provided a lot of entertainment. Mm. Um, oh, I also, speaking of these uh, intriguing group things that uh, people have come up with online, uh, you are responsible for getting me to start listening to this friend of yours who's a musician, mm-hmm. uh, Gareth Inkster. I don't know if I can like name drop. Sure, him go ahead. Um, <laughs> and at first I was kind of like, okay, I'll just like be watching someone online. Again, it's another like online thing, but it is actually kind of amusing to just be like brought into someone's little video session where they're just playing music for people and like taking requests and whatever. And it is a nice little, whenever I get around to listening to it, it's been a nice little bright spot in mm. my day and seeing, seeing names like yours who are recognized in the, in the audience as it were. It's kind of fun. But what about you? Have you, there's many things you could list. I mean, you know, days are long when you have to fill them with <laughs> activities. Uh, have you found anything to keep yourself entertained? Like, just before we move on to me, well, this is a good transitional point uh, because uh, to give our viewers a little bit of a context in case they want to go check it out, um, my friend Gareth Inkster, his Instagram handle is Gareth Inkster with no spaces. And every day from 1230 to 130, he will goes on Instagram live and plays pretty much whatever people ask. Um he on piano or guitar. He's a very talented musician. So uh, his his understanding of theory is wild. So he can just like if he's if he has heard the song, he'll be able to play it. So he just like does that, and it's it's to me it's a bit yeah. It's been crazy to me to just see him be like, oh hey yeah that song, and then just start playing. Yeah, I know it's wild. I I don't understand how it works, but they they do it. So if you want to check it out, if you're bored or whatever, uh. Yeah, you can go on there. Uh, so some other things that I've been doing um, to pass the time. Well, first, I'll tell you where I am and how long I've been here for. So I am in Toronto, which is not where I live. I live in Hamilton, as many of you know. And I've been um, at my girlfriend's apartment f- for now. Thirteen. This is the 13th day because... Um, my girlfriend is, uh, immunocompromised and, uh, so we went into self-isolation or co-isolation, um, 13 days ago, um, so that she wouldn't get it. Um, and it was either I isolated with her or I didn't see her. So I decided to isolate with her. So we've been here in a, yeah, it's a good plan. We've been here in her apartment, um, only making our way out for groceries. But she's got great windows and a good view of the city. So, you know, it could be worse. So we've had to find ways to connect with people. And one of them is watching my friend Gareth. Um, Another one was with Danielle. Actually, we played uh, we played code names against each other. 
um, in a pretty like cumbersome manner where we just like <laughs> had the board laid out and then I kept um, texting her pictures of the current state of the board so that she could give Allie and I clues. It was a very uh, analog way of uh, trying to mediate the experience. <laughs> I have since found a more digital, more 21st century way of doing it, um, which is this website called codenames.plus. Um, and that website allows you to um, sign in with your friends and play with codenames with them. Uh, you will want to like FaceTime alongside it um, or video chat in whatever form that takes. Um, and then you can play the, the game pretty seamlessly without having to take pictures of the board <laughs> and trying really hard to take pictures of the clues that Danielle had to get us to guess without looking at them. Um, so that was uh, uh, an adventure in and of itself. You know, I learned a lot about your, uh, your gaming integrity, which I value that now. <laughs> mm. Mm. Well, you, you, games suck if there's no integrity. They I just know. lose. Yeah. They lose. It's like it's like you're playing Age of Empires when you're a kid, and then someone uses the cheat code like um, Jimmy Cheese Steak, and they get unlimited food. You're like that's garbage. It just ruins the fun of the game. Yes, so, I know exactly yeah. exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't. So, <laughs> well, you could learn that. You could play Age of Empires too as you um, as you're bored in your apartment. <laughs> Anyways, so other things that we've been doing. My, so I've spoken a bit about this uh, church group, liturgy group that I'm a part of. Um, and so that church is called St. Luke's. And we used to meet um, three times a week to pray through a liturgy that we wrote um, once in the evening and twice in the morning. Now, that has been kind of kiboshed or at least re uh reimagined so one of the things that they have started recently doing is they started an instagram account um and it's called saint luke's common all lowercase no apostrophe or anything no spaces and um on that account they instagram live their uh prayer services so you can pray the prayers alongside them um, and sing the songs alongside them, etc. Uh, so I've been doing that, which is good. It's been good to uh, connect with them um, because I've been so intimately connected with them for since September. Um, and it was longing for that connection. So, and liturgy is a is a way to be like deeply connected um, to each other. I found. Um, so yeah, if you want to listen along and do the same thing. St. Luke's Common, uh, it's Tuesday, Thursday, Friday mornings at 6.30 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7.30 p.m. So enjoy if you want. And then uh, another thing that I've been doing uh, is virtual crosswords. Virtual, they're real crosswords, but uh, doing crosswords <laughs> over... <laughs> over FaceTime or whatever. I found out that, so the New York Times crossword, you have to pay for to get, mm -hmm. usually. But for reasons unbeknownst to me, if you go on the Seattle Times webpage, 
they had the New York Times crossword each day, and you can go back and do old ones if you get if you run out, and it's free. Um, and so yeah, we would like get on FaceTime with our friends from Hamilton mostly um, and do a crossword together. Um, which is it's it's simpler than playing code names together, and it's quite fun. So, do you find your crossword skills improving day by day? You know, crosswording is actually like a little niche because they've got these the clues like there are certain like tropes mm-hmm. that the clues take that you kind of have to learn, mm-hmm. and so they're getting a little bit better. But I don't know, I don't know the little the little things that reoccur uh, often. Well, that's what exposure does to you. You slowly learn. It's like learning a language. You're like, oh, that's what you mean. And like the ways that they give certain clues, it's like the flexibility implied in how you give a certain clue. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, speaking of languages, I have also been working my butt off on Duolingo on my (laughs) French. So (laughs) there you go. You can give us a sample. No. Oh, <laughs> very good. Very good. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> um, and then the other thing that Ali and I have been doing is we're rewatching, starting from the beginning, The Good Wife, oh. uh, which uh, Ali's in law school. I like lawyer TV. <laughs> so, and it's it's actually pretty it's actually pretty uh, accurate. Um, it gets more accurate actually as you go on. I was looking at it and I was like, "Oh, like one of the lawyers made an objection, and then the judge never ruled on it." And you're like, "That's not true. Come on." <laughs> but otherwise, it's pretty accurate, <laughs> and it gets better. So we're still on like episode five, and then we're also finishing off a million little things, um, which is some sappy garbage TV show that I like my garbage TV so. Where we do that to pass the time. I can uh, I can join you right there in the garbage TV camp. <laughs> oh, please do tell us what garbage TV you've been watching. Well, I had had two so far. I've had two that I've been uh, catching. One I was catching up on, and one I was um, just getting into uh, a bit later than a lot of the trends have gotten onto them. Um, so I just watched uh, season 11 of RuPaul's Drag Race because I watched that. But I had a uh, funny thought as I was finishing <laughs> as I was finishing RuPaul's Drag Race. I was also um, reading a bit of Immanuel Kant. And if you know nothing about Immanuel Kant, one of the like basic, basic things is all of his, uh, his idea of categories for the mind and like how that structures thought. Uh, and I had this terrible, terrible uh, connection that I made while I was doing these two things simultaneously. Um, I was just imagining like Immanuel Kant as a like host of a drag show uh, calling out for the categories like category is such and such a thing. Um, so that's a fun, uh, <laughs> a fun uh, experiment, thought experiment that one could do, I've discovered. What what drag categories would Immanuel Kant propose? I don't know. One could see. Quite boring ones, I'm sure. <laughs> I don't know. You get into that transcendental stuff and you could get crazy. Yeah, I guess. I guess. We were actually talking about it in our, uh, in our phenomenology class this week, so you were uh, missed. Kant is everywhere. 
I'm I'm yes. not an expert on Kant, so one of the mysteries to me is how I've become a a, a uh, what's the word that I want a uh, an authority. People assume I'm an authority, yes. and I'm far, far, far from it. That's it for our quarantine special. We'll do our best to keep critical faith coming your way in these strangest of days. If you'd like to know more about the Center for Philosophy, Religion, and Social Ethics and the Institute for Christian Studies, you can visit us at icscanada.edu. If anything from this week's show piqued your interest, you can also email us at criticalfaith at icscanada.edu. You can also find us on Twitter. You can follow me as at Beware the Yeti. You can follow Mark as at Mark Standish, and you can follow ICS as at INSCHR. And from the heart of ICS, thank you all for listening. This has been Critical Faith. If you like what you heard, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, follow along with us on Spotify, or find us on your podcast app of choice. Remember, following and reviewing the podcast helps people find us and keeps us on their radar. Most importantly, tell your friends. 